First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock a out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvojka, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the Two Beers Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, here with Drew. Drew, how's it going, man? Man, I feel I feel liberated. I just just got home after watching Rocky uh, end the Cold War all over oh, again man. on the on the big scut on the on the big big scut on the on the big screen recut, redigitalized, revamped. Uh, we'll get into that in beer too. Oof. I can't wait can't wait to hear about it. But if I can change, and you can change, everybody can change. change. Love it. Um, yeah, so, uh, hey, if you're new, welcome aboard. Um, you know, our, our thing here is we are you, you are us, part of the everyman. Slanging it on the reel. Slanging it on the reel. We're just two regular guys, you know, doing the job that the professionals well, can't do. Well, you're regular. Or won't do. I'm, I'm, I'm exceptional. But your, your, your regularness brings my exceptionalness down, so. Okay, sure. Um, so, without further ado... Let's get to the niceties and assume positions for the two brew salute. You ready, Drew? Ready. Three, two, one. Oh. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, nice slurp. Um, here on beer one, uh, I'm going back to the stout game. The weather's starting to turn. Uh, I got a rolled oats oatmeal stout from uh, the um, New Trail Brewing Company in, in PA. This has been in my fridge for a year. I, I I had this last winter on the podcast, so it's aged. I want to see how it is. Come it's on, good. We know, we know that's it's really not, good. We know we know that's we we've we've been over the fact that that's just that's a myth that beer goes bad. In your mind, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Old Faithful since 1904, Canada Dry Zero Sugar Ginger Ale. Oh my gosh! Serious. <laughs> Uh, I'm still. Do you just uh, refuse to drink alcohol on this podcast anymore. I'm still. I'm still on some prescription stuff, so you know, <laughs> can't. Uh, can't. Can't. Still can't really mix. Uh, mix the niceties. Mix the prescriptions with the, and the. <laughs> yeah, the alkies. Can't mix yeah those niceties with other niceties yet. So. Okay. Well. Uh, great. I hope uh, that. I hope that works out for you. Um. So. You know, I, th- I think you, you just lost a little luster on your whole exceptional speech there. Oh, I'm but, exceptional. You know. you know who else is exceptional? Canelo Alvarez. Canelo. What? Oh, I was actually, I was actually going to call him Saul. Like that was his middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Saul. Saul. Canelo, Canelo Alvarez. Alvarez. I'll still never get over the fact when our our buddies from Harrisburg, who are big gamblers, when I told him to bet on the Canelo fight, and he he, he texts me, he's like, "Dude, you sure there's a fight today?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude." He's like, "Bro, there's no Canelo. There's just this guy Saul. There's just this guy Saul Alvarez fight that's that's up on the props." I was like, "Yeah, bro, that's Canelo." Yeah, and people forget that's his name. But so speaking of props, I have to say I was uh, pretty shocked at how quickly he got to the ring. I would have definitely lost that bet. Oh God, yeah, it was. Uh, what was it four? I think I tied. It was like under was it four minutes, about three and a half minutes. Yeah, I would have. I would have taken if you if it was ten and a half. I would have taken the over. Oh, big time! And they, I don't. I don't know who this guy was. Apparently, he was like well known. Whoever the hell he had. Oh, I guess, my my. Is it was it 
Mana or Manya? I, I, I don't know. know. I, I don't, don't know. S- I didn't. I didn't know who the hell Plan had coming out with him, but apparently your brother said he was a big deal. And oh, what know- was? Yeah, what was his name? Cameron the. Who even knows? Captain or something? His reverb. I don't his, know. His reverb was awful. Um, oh, oh, it was so bad. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he was. Yeah, that he had him. Uh, Canelo had a guy, and uh, man, I, it, I enjoyed the fight. I, it was after after rewatching it and uh, going back on Twitter. It really wasn't close, but I know, it, it was. I know it, it wasn't. It, it, but it seemed it seemed closer live when we were watching it. I think it just it well, seemed more exciting. It, it was definitely exciting, and and I I kind of tweeted out. And I can't remember if it was during the fight or towards the end or, or after, but like they were very competitive rounds, but Canelo was winning them. Yeah. Um, that's that's so the like, best. That's so, the best so, way to describe it. So even though they were competitive, the rounds were piling up early and often, and yeah. it was a big lead. <laughs> yes, at the agreed. time of the knockout. Agreed. Uh, some people, I guess, on Twitter had kick, these these people. I don't. They they have to just be looking for that clicks. one British guy that we follow. I think his name is like Tom Gray or something like that. Um, yeah, Tom Bosley. No, not it was like Polly Gray's third cousin or something. Oh so God! It was. Uh, uh, yeah, he had he had uh, plant winning. It, at, yeah, at that's time of, like <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you why, What are you guys watching? Uh, so so Canelo Canelo won the fight, eleventh uh, round TKO. He is now the first ever undisputed champion at one sixty eight. He's the first uh, first Mexican undisputed champion as well, depending on who you consider undisputed. Um, but that's certainly his claim. We had the fight scored 98-92, which I thought was pretty solid and I think we yeah, we said agreed. we we had there were th- we had three swing rounds. So could have went either way. I still think I think I gave Canelo every swing round because I felt like he he had the harder punches and you know more power punches in those rounds. Yep. The the judges had 96-94, 96-94, which I, I just don't see that. And 97-93, which, okay, you gave a swing round to plant. But the 96-94 card effectively gave all the swing rounds to Caleb. And I just I, I just don't see it. Uh, copy box numbers, we got Canelo landed 117 out of 361 punches. So 30, 32%, which is kind of low. It's, it's a little bit low, low for him. That's yeah. low for him. His, it really was the jab. He only landed 15 out of 110 jabs. The power punches were still his bread and butter. 102 power punches out of 251, 41%. So out of the 117 punches, and this is what's so great about Canelo, out of the 117 punches he landed, 102 of them were power punches. Like, he just, he Dan said it, I think Dan Canabi of Comic said it best. He just toes that line, man, walks the line, and then he just makes you pay, and he's explosive. Uh, it's so impressive to, to watch him find his range with yeah. these guys. These guys yeah. who are taller, Plant has a good jab, and um, he just he just finds his range, and he just kind of like lulls them to sleep, and then they just fight at his range. And shockingly, and I tweeted this out during the fight, it only took him one round, this fight. And usually he's a slower starter because I think he – it takes him a little longer to just kind of feel out the range and just feel what he's going to do. Well, after one round, he was ready to go. I'm just like, this is insane. And, and Plant physically 
of all these taller guys he's fought at 168 now and then uh Kovalev 175 he was probably had the he was probably had the biggest uh dimension differences Kovalev is close but Kovalev was over the hill at that point and he it just didn't matter like Canelo looked and felt like the bigger fighter he he cut off the he's cutting off the ring from Plant and Plant's yeah. the bigger guy walking him down uh you know it was I I don't know it was Plant Masterful. It was masterful. It was. Yeah, it, it was really so was. Good. And Plant um, frustrated him at times, which I think Canelo, uh, Canelo, you know, admitted as as much. But like he was using the Philly shoulder roll, but there were times where he was just like freezing and like letting Alvarez, like like Canelo would have his hand on him and then like deliver a couple body punches. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like you should be, well, you should be sticking and moving a little bit and, more. And that's kind of what I was expecting and what i called for on our preview like plant he just leaves his liver like wide open yeah and also leaves his guard down and leaves his head now i i say he leaves his guard down the the left uh the left shoulder and and the tucked chin he did a pretty good job protecting himself like you said the philly shoulder roll so he and he kept that chin tucked a long time yeah but all that did was prevent Canelo from throwing the uppercut, which I, which is what I called for. And then yeah. he, Canelo went to the left hook instead of the left uppercut. So I almost called the combination, the combination perfectly. Yeah. It was close enough. I gave. But it, it to was you. it was the left. He Canelo used the left hook instead of the left uppercut because of the tucked chin, uh, which is just amazing that Canelo could like compute that on the fly. Yeah. Um. So he's just so good. So, um. One thing I wanted to point out, Drew, was this came up in the Fury-Wilder fight, how so many people were like, oh, just because he's landing all these jabs, you, you you can't say that, you know, he's he's winning when the other guy's hitting power punches or whatever. And it was like, and we were like, yeah, dude, but he's landing like 25 jabs to like four power punches. Like, yeah. that's, that's winning the round. Now, conversely... Caleb Plant was, was sticking the jab. Caleb Plant had 42 jabs out of 232, 59 body shots out of 209. So Caleb Plant outlanded the jab 42 to 15. And look at these rounds. Round two, he outlanded uh, Canelo 15-13. Round three, he outlanded Canelo 10-9. Round one. Round... No, sorry. Yeah, I skipped over. Round one, he outlanded Canelo 8-5. Um, so that's the first three rounds he outlanded him. Round five, he outlanded him 9-8. And then round nine, he outlanded him 12-11. So that's, what, five, five rounds. Five, five of the rounds. 11 rounds. Yeah. Five of the 11 rounds where he outlands Canelo. So that's where people were thinking maybe it's close. But this is where that actually applies. Like, when he's winning a round... By a fi- single punch. 15-13, like... I'm sorry, Canelo's power punches overtake those fl- flicking jabs. Uh, when he w- wins the third round, when Plant outlands Canelo, Canelo 10-9 in the third round, I'm sorry, like, or, I'm sorry, when Plant outlands Canelo 10-9 in the third round, is that what I said? Yeah. Um, And he's just, and Plant's just landing the flicking jabs and Canelo's, like, commanding the ring and in, in inflicting the power shots yeah, like, Canelo's getting the getting he's the getting around. the round yeah. yeah agreed so uh in in round nine it was 12 11 again it's a single it's a single connect difference and canelo has the better connects like so 
uh, that's where this actually did apply. And I, and I and the totals were 117, 117 connects for Canelo, 101 for for Plant. So again, it's not like he ran away with it cumulatively, but round by round, when you when you score individually, it really did feel like just a big time Canelo lead. Yeah, and he did. I I, I thought he, I thought he was touching up Canelo a little bit more than we were used to seeing Canelo get touched up. Yeah, that's so. another comment I was going to make. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and it was unfortunate. Like we didn't we didn't see any of that. We talked about last week. The one thing we like about Caleb Plant uh, is those creative combos that he throws. You didn't we didn't we didn't see any of that until the tenth round. That was <laughs> yes, <laughs> took, yeah, yeah, very little. He, yeah, he, he he in the tenth round he landed a couple of flurries of combos, and that was it. Like for the whole fight. I mean, credit Canelo for that, but I, yeah, it was it was interesting. So, uh, yeah, though he caught him. Yeah, Canelo caught him with that uh, as as the one dude who's a Bernardo on ESPN now. I, I hate it now because he says it so much. Hit him with that three piece. <laughs> Hit him with that three piece combo. Knocked him down. Got up. You know, he was trying to get he his legs went. His legs were you know he weren't under him. He was running around the ring trying to get him back and. When when you got when you got that going on, you know, Canelo was gonna just go for the kill and that's what he did. Yep. Yeah, it was it was it was textbook to watch him just take him down, uh, you know, for the KO and Yeah. I mean, once he was hurt he just attacked. It was it was awesome. Um yeah. so I mean, gotta love it. Um, you know, with everything going on in their camp and all that stuff, like Honestly, all that gets put to the side. I mean, he he was awesome. Four four fights in eleven months. It's um, incredible. Cleaned out the whole division, and like that's another comment I wanted to say. Like, look, Bill, who was the weakest of those three champions? Like, probably Callum, probably Callum. Probably Callum, Callum Smith. Smith. Yeah. Did you see what he did at one seventy five? Like a month oh, yeah. ago. Yeah, first he round, hit a was guy. It was a first was that yeah first round knockout. The guy like, had to go to the hospital. So, yeah, so the guy was twitching on the ground. Yeah, he not. Let's put it this way: he knocked out a guy so bad that they wouldn't even put, they wouldn't even show the replay on social media. Yeah, that's and, how bad that, he knocked that, the guy that's out. That's the guy who Canelo punched him in the bicep and busted his bicep. Yeah, so that's a yeah. I mean, I mean him and Saunders. Yeah, I'd say it'd probably be him. And I, then the, Saunders was was a very good fighter, undefeated, undefeated, undefeated. and Canelo shattered sh- shattered his orbital bone. Yeah, Caleb Plant and, undefeated, and then Caleb Plant undefeated great fighter and then he comes and ko's him like yeah it's in, it's incredible like yeah he, i mean t- t- like i think the ahead. only guy he didn't ko was K- was callum smith <laughs> actually yeah. if you think about it but. And, Ka- and, and that's because callum smith basically fought the fight to not get knocked out yeah so um yeah teddy teddy atlas uh had a good yeah you know, when he was talking about who he wants to see him fight next kind of the, the one thing that all three of these guys you know smith Plant and Saunders had in common is that none of them had one great thing to equalize any part of Canelo's greatness. So that's like that's why people are downplaying it a little bit. Like none of them really have power. Well, to your point, I mean Smith just knocked that guy off his block. So yeah. ah, whatever. Forget and my Billy even, Joe not... Saunder had KOs. Like yeah, I actually I thought I thought his point was really good, but actually now I'm done. I'm gonna throw out the window because it, it's just it's just the greatness of Canelo. I, I gotta say, um, Teddy Atlas has been disappointing me lately. Like, like Canelo's fights going on, and he's tweeting about UFC. He's so like, jaded on like just the corruptness of boxing that he, I UFC, know. Yeah, I like, know he like, like can't like, even do it, and I'm just like, yeah. 
Dude, you're not a UFC guy. Like, you're an all-time great boxing trainer. Yeah. Like, can you just stop with the UFC stuff? And, I mean, yeah. it's his prerogative. Who am I? But just, like, that's just disappointing. I hear you. I hear you, man. So now, I, I mean, uh, but once they're healthy, what, wouldn't, like, Caleb uh, – I'm sorry. Wouldn't uh, Billy Joe Saunders and um, Caleb Plant be, like, a really good fight? Yeah, I think so. It'd be, like, a really good fight between those two. Um I don't know, but you, were you going to say where you want to see Canelo go from here? Well, I was going to say, I mean, that, you know, this weekend now we've got, uh, at 168, we got Benavidez, who, you know, we've had mixed opinions on the pod for, you know, you, you just love his talent. I, I'm, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan because he doesn't respect the sport, but, uh, you know, he'll, we talked, we hey, said it. Th- why don't you elaborate on that more? Why, why you say, I just, you know, to sport. me, he doesn't respect the sport. Forget the, I'm pretty, I, I, this before I started getting back into boxing, I'm pretty sure he got stripped of the belt because of cocaine. But uh, <laughs> but then he lost. He the reason why because it's everyone that wants to downplay Canelo. Like oh, Canelo didn't fight Benavides. Uh, the reason why that happened is because Benavides had a belt at 168 and he lost it on the scales because you know the one thing that you're supposed to do as a fighter is you know maintain your weight and be a professional and be ready to go. And he couldn't do that, so he was stripped of the title, and that title was held vacant and was up for. And they put that up for grabs in the Smith. Um, I think it was the Smith Canelo fight is when that that belt became available. Okay, so that's why I say he doesn't respect the sport because he's been stripped. I'm pretty sure he's been stripped of his titles twice. I, the, the drug thing, I'm not positive, even though I'm pretty sure that is what happened. But yeah, like when you lose to me, like if you lose your belt, if you lose your belt on the on the scales. Like that's this is your job, man. Like that, you know. I mean, obviously, I'm not a guy that can sit there talking about cutting weight in that process, but the, you're paying people to help you do that. So clearly, you know, you just didn't care enough to be in shape for this thing. So, yeah. Um. So, so you're thinking Benavides? Well, he's got to fight this weekend, and we talked. We said we joked about it. Like basically, everybody at 168 and 160 now. Like every fight, like they're auditioning now for Canelo. Like if Benavides looks bad. And doesn't you know doesn't knock this guy out? Why why what's the point? Like why is Canelo gonna gonna give him a big payday? Um, you know Char- Charlo's on the list of possible guys, and he's he's been brought up a few times. But he's I'm pretty sure he said that he wants Canelo to come back down to 160 to fight him, which he they just which Canelo is yeah, definitely not so. gonna Canelo is definitely not gonna do that because he likes being at 168. So Charlo is gonna have to move up. Uh, so those are the two big names that you hear, and then going upwards in weight, he'd have better Bev, who we, we're we're huge King Arthur fans, um, Bivol. Uh, Joe Smith Jr. hasn't been brought up because I don't think he's on the same level as those two guys as much as we we like him. And he seems to be trying to get some paydays here while he's got the belt, um, which is why he's not fighting better of next. So I think those are the four main options. Every Everybody's clamoring for this Triple G third fight. I don't know why. Like, Triple G's old. Like yeah, Triple G's it, like forty. Yeah, he's just old. Like I don't, I don't. Why? Like who cares? Like I get, I get there was controversy in the two fights, but you know that was that was three what three years ago. Like it's over. Like what's the, what's the point? And Triple G's gonna have to move up and wait. Like Canelo is not moving down away, nor should he have to at this point. Like Canelo shouldn't have to go anywhere. Like if these guys want to fight him, like they they have to come to him. You know he is arguably pound for the pound for pound king. Uh, he's probably entered after this past weekend. He's probably entered top ten all time 
to be honest with you now, I think. I don't think that's debatable right as of right now. Um, obviously, yeah, he, still, he still has a long career to go because he's only only 30, which is nuts. We talked about that last week. Um, 31, I think. But yeah. 31, yeah. He might have just turned 31. So we'll see. I mean, for me, per, I'd rather see him fight Charlo, and that's probably just because – I don't want to see Benavidez get a payday because I, I don't like him. Uh, but I just like, like Charlo. I just think Charlo's. I, I think he presents a more interesting chess match for Canelo. Like Benavidez, like all that, all those combos and power. He like Canelo's not going to be standing still taking those shots. So I, I, I think Canelo would, would make easy work of him. Um, and every fighter he's fought has a height has a has had a height advantage, and he's <laughs> he's he's systematically destroyed them. So I don't know who would you who of those four guys who would you rather see him fight next? Oh, you know I'm a big Benavidez fan. I just yeah, love the I, talent. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think anybody can can match Benavidez's skill um, of of Canelo's definitely his 168 guys and of yeah. his re- recent opponents. Um, I I I'd say the guy who gives him the most trouble is Better Biev at 175. Just because we've said it before, Better Biev is just. A mauling son of a bitch. Yeah, and his like, his la- he, like, he won't fear Canelo is why. I I think Canelo would win the fight. Um, I just I like I think I, I don't know. I don't but, know if Canelo beats him just because he's just a mauler, dude, and he's bigger. Like he's got power. Yeah, and he's got and he's got power. And so. he could and he could take a punch. Like that's yeah. that's what you have to have to you have to be bigger and be able to take a punch against Canelo in order to beat him. Yeah, yeah and, and have the power to hurt him. So yeah, so we'll see. He said he uh, he's going to take six months here, and he's going to he's targeting May to be his next fight. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I'm not as much interested in the Charlo fight. Uh, to me, it's either Benavidez or Better Biev, um, and and we go from there. But we'll see. Yep. No, it's uh, like I said, they're all. It's all. They're all. I'll be curious to see how many guys don't sign up for fights in the interim here that think they have a chance. Yeah, that might that might create like a huge void from like f- like February to like yeah. June because like if um, you're Charlo, why would you fight again? If you're if you think you're in line for Canelo, why would you risk that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which means that until that an opponent is announced in like April, then then you got to go find your next opponent. That's right. Yeah. So that's another six, you know, six, exactly. weeks. Exactly. That's of, what I'm saying. Of, It'll be like June. Or, we'll we'll be due for another like bump in like June or July of yeah. like 2022. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Be a, man. a ripple effect. Uh, I think that's ah. really. Like I said I think that's really it on the uh, on the Canelo stuff. Yeah. So Benavidez does fight this weekend. Free he was on Showtime. Free on Showtime. He was supposed to fight Uzgategui or however you say it. Um, who uh, who used to be a uh, I can't remember if he held a belt or he was a contender, but this was a world title eliminator, so I think he's just a contender. It was supposed to be a world title eliminator. Okay, I thought somebody got one. I thought somebody got their belt off of him, but whatever. Um, so the problem with that was what did he get COVID or did he get injured? I think he got hurt. Yeah, so he he got pulled from the fight. So there's a fill in fighting for Ben uh, fighting Benavidez. I don't. I can't remember the guy's name. I'm expecting Benavidez uh, combinations to be on display. Yeah. Um. And and just handle him no problem. So seventh eighth round knockout stoppage less. Uh, you think less? Okay. Yeah, like five. Okay. Four or five, six somewhere in there. 
Um, and then who's this? I guess what what I don't even know what weight class this is. Mungia. It's one sixty. Mungia and uh, Gabe Rosado. Rosado, yeah. So like, I know a lot of people are big on Mungia or Mungia. Or I don't even know how to pronounce it. And I, I know you you filled me in on the backstory of Rosado, but I'll report back. I, I don't know anything about these these guys. This Mungia, everyone, he's like number one contender. Yeah, on, this like is w, a WBO this, and yeah, this is a, WBC. This, I think. Yeah, this is an interim title fight. So I guess I don't know which belt. I don't know who. I forget who at once. I think Charlo has the belt. This is going up against. Uh, oh no, it's Adrade. Sorry, it's Adrade. Um, yeah, Rosado is just you know he's he's a Philly fighter. He's a fan favorite because he he's take he, he's got a bad record. It's twenty six to thirteen, so it's not great. Um, but a lot of that is because he had the opportunity to fight guys like Triple G. Um, I forget the other big fight that he had. But guys, he probably wasn't ready for yet in his career. But he was basically like, I'm not afraid of anybody. I'm gonna fight him. I'll, I'll fight whoever whoever wants to fight. I'll fight. Um, probably to his detriment, but he, you know, he looked like he might be, you know, a couple fights away from having to retire. And then he had a huge upset knockout. I forget who it was against a few months ago. Um, it's a knockout of the year candidate and it put him right back in the picture. So, and again, he's easy to root for because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't duck anybody. He just fights whoever wants to fight. So that's on, that's on the zone, um, on Saturday as well. So no big championship fights this weekend, but you know, some, uh, you know, some fan 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 favorite fighters gonna be out there. Yeah, I'll I'll report back on this this uh Mungia and thirty Mungia is thirty seven and oh so Yeah. He, and he's and he's the number one contender. So maybe maybe I'm just a just a jobber for not knowing not being on the on the train yet, but I'll let you know. Um it looks like Rosado knocked out this Bektamir Melikaziev or something. The guy was that was, the, last, the last fight? Yeah, the guy was seven and zero. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then we're less. We're just over a week away from the big Crawford Porter. Oh, can't Oof. wait! Can't wait! I was watching Blood, Sweat, and Tears uh, yesterday, man. Uh, can't wait. I'm gonna have to actually try and, and watch that this time. Yeah, just love love both those guys. It's gonna. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna be sad. Like I'm not, whenever whenever the fight ends, I'm just gonna be sad because I'm gonna be mad. The other whichever guy loses, I'm gonna be upset about it. Yeah, I know it's it's true. Um, all right. That being said, so that puts a bow on boxing for the week. Um, and let's get into uh, NFL the weekly pickums and we have an update on on how we we are doing in the guillotine. Everybody, uh, you want to know? the guillotine we are eliminated the we were last place the havoc that was 
reeked on the NFL this past weekend. Completely wiped this out. Ugh. Awful, man. What a shitty week. I think I texted I hate the NFL at least 75 times on Sunday. It was I, don't, I don't even know what happened. We just, everything we picked just, we and, and it's not like, it wasn't even like garbage time. It was just like, we were just off. Bills lose to the Jags. Cowboys lose at home to the Broncos. The Rams lose at home to the Titans without Derrick Henry. Just everything, Mike. We, uh, Mike, Mike White on fire against the Colts gets hurt in the first quarter, and then the Colts go on like a 40, 40 nothing run. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong, and unfortunately, we got chopped. We got guillotined. Unreal. All you had to do was beat one guy. Uh, it was upsetting. I'm still, yeah. So if you were in our guillotine league. Um, our, our guy who runs the league, I'll, I'll leave names out of this just in case, but, um, in case people don't want their names out there, but yeah, the guy who runs it, I asked him if he can, you know, spread the word. We've been laying our picks out there in advance every week. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, now if, if you got the email, you know, welcome aboard. Uh, we're not going to pick every single game like we were doing for the guillotine, but we've narrowed it down to five interesting games. And so we're gonna rename this segment the NFL second and short, and that it's twofold. One, we get to keep our, you know, two two brew thing going, so we get to keep keep the number two going. But also, like I told Drew, second on second and short, you got the whole playbook available to you, baby. You can pick, you can go, you can do anything unpredictable, just like us. We don't have to pick every single game in the That's guillotine right. anymore. Bam, bam, hoo ha, ninja chop, ha. We can do anything. You don't even and, know what's coming at, at you now. And now we're just going to have a weekly friendly competition uh, between the two of us where we're going to tally up uh, our totals here at the end, and uh, we'll figure out what the loser has to do. Oh, is that what we're doing? I didn't even realize this was a competition. <laughs> it was your idea. <laughs> How do you mean? I thought you said no. No, we're gonna. We're only going to do five games, though. You said should we do all sixteen and just do our own thing? And I'm like, oh. no, th- no, we don't need. To, I don't give. I don't give a shit about the Dolphins and uh, and Ravens. Which, of course, glad I didn't because the Dolphins. The Dolphins just beat the Ravens by two touchdowns after yeah, I picked the Dolphins. Make after the after I picked the Ravens uh, to go to the Super Bowl to go for two the other night, which is great. So good. So we're gonna pick the five games. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna pick five games each week. We're going to give our thoughts on who we think is going to win outright and then who's going to cover the spread. And then we're going to tout, we're going to keep track of our picks against the spread until the end of the season now. The two of us. Oh, is that how we're doing it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Look at you. Yeah, bro. It was your idea. Don't don't say don't give me any credit. You're the it was your idea. You just Man, forgot. I, what happened? I blacked out. Oh, jeez. All right. Geez. So you picked the games this week. So our first our first one we're looking at is Falcons at Cowboys, right? Yeah, and this this one's interesting to me because you have the Falcons that are four and four. Uh, you know they're in the playoffs right now because the NFC is awful and everybody else is three and five. And then you have the Cowboys coming off a brutal home loss uh, to to the Broncos, where they just get absolutely annihilated. Uh, and uh, you know, so it's a it's a big like the Cowboys. I think need they they don't need to win. Because I think they're, you know, 
they're comfortably going to win that division because the NFC is so bad. But I think from a confidence standpoint, I think it's a big game for them to come out and get the W. And, of course, the Falcons need to win every game so that they're still in the hunt since they're only 4-4. Four and four. Yeah. So um, the spread's minus 9? Minus right? 9, yeah. That's so many. Yeah. Um, who, who are you picking? Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to win the game. I think that they're going to go back, you know, Run the ball, feed, feed, feed the beast. Let Zeke get going. Mix it up with Pollard and not make Dak, you know, throw the ball forty, you know, forty-five times. I think they're going to win. I'm actually going to take the Falcons to cover the spread, though. I think that's, I think that's too many points. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys to win and cover the spread. Okay. Um, Ooh, I like I, it. We're already going. You know, I just, again, you know me, Drew. A team has a down week one week, they're up the next week, and it's the NFL. A team like the Falcons, a huge win the week before, unless you're good, get ready for the down week the following week. So that's how I'm playing this. So I'm going to take the cow. And again, I also like to try, and not only am I trying to pick a football game, I'm trying to think how Vegas wants you to do it and how the public is thinking. And And I think Vegas is asking you to take the Falcons with that many points, which makes me want to take the Cowboys. Roll it, man. Roll it. Yep. All right. So the next game is Saints at the Titans. Yep. We got the Saints. Again, the Saints, same boat as the Falcons. So they're five They're five and three, right? They're in the playoffs as of today. Um, and then you have the Titans coming off a huge win. They go on the road without Derrick Henry. Uh destroy the Rams, make that team look pedestrian. So I think this is, you know, this is a, it's a big game for the saints to stay in the hunt. Um, and the Titans, you know, they're with the, we talked about on the go for two with only one by now, you know, that one seed becomes even more critical to, to get that. And, you know, they're, 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 I think they're, they're in control of it right now after this Baltimore loss. So, you know, I think, you know, games like this against, you know, teams that, you know, aren't great and aren't consistent week to week, you know, I think are games they have to bank, especially with Henry down. So that's why I think this is a, a feature game. Nice. So who are you taking? Uh, I, I, I was going to give you a chance to give some insights. All right, I'll go first. It, no, I was going to give you a chance to give some insights if you wanted to. But, well, I, um, always, I always weave my insight into my pick. Titans, Titans. I think Titans win the game, and I think they cover the three points. Oh, sorry, caught me mid-sip. Um, yeah, no, I I, uh, I agree. Um, Titans to cover. Um, and I we talked about on the on the on the go for two how I you know it's like our and it's a cliche, but it's like teams that just have it. And like that win against the Rams was. Where does that come from? When that you was have, a that was a that was a bite down. That was a bite down, bite down. Show show what you're made of. Win. Yeah, and now they got Adrian Peterson off the street running the ball. Um, the Saints, I, I could see them winning the game outright if they get Taysom Hill in there doing his gadget stuff, because Taysom Hill was very, uh, very successful at that last year. If you're gonna roll Trevor Simeon out there and have him throwing passes like he's a regular quarterback, then I, I'm not gonna take you to cover anything ever. And he, mm. you might, but I'm not gonna take you to do so. And I'm, I'm gonna end up with a better record uh, than not. Um, so I'm gonna take the Titans. Um, at home, I don't know where this team is coming from without Derrick Henry, but huge win last week. 
and good teams do stack up, do cover the spread in repeats, I'm going to take the Titans minus three. Yep, that makes sense. I love it. All right, next game you picked. Browns at Patriots. Yeah, Patri- Patriots are favored by one and a half. One and a half at home. Yeah, this this is a feature game for me because you know we talked about these both these teams in the go for two in pretty pretty big detail. Uh, the Patriots are they're hot right now, um, but they're still you know they're still probably not favored to win that division. I think a lot of people think the Bills are going to right the ship. So the Pats have they have four big games coming up here. And with the Browns being shorthanded uh, with a couple of the running backs out on COVID, I think this is a big game for them to to, to put a win in their – get the W in the bank for the, one of the wild card spots. And the Browns, the the NFC or the AFC North is just just stacked uh, right now. Everybody with the with the Ravens losing, I think everybody's basically tied for first place um, with the, the Steelers, the Browns, Bengals, and Ravens. So if you're the if you're a Cleveland team, you got a rookie quarterback, you got a top defense, um, yeah, you got to make them pay, and you gotta you gotta come away with a W. So so big time game for both of these teams on Wednesday. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots to win and cover using your logic for where the Browns just had a huge. They had a huge win, like the OBJ stuff. Um, a lot of people thought Baker would struggle, and he has probably is one of his best games as a pro. I think we're going to see that completely regress here this week. I think Belichick is, you know, I think uh, Baker's a quarterback. Belichick loves to see coming to Foxborough. Uh, I think the Pats win, and I think they cover the point and a half. Yeah, I, I like your pick because I think Vegas wants you to take the Browns here. Because uh, since one and a half isn't very many, yeah. Um, but I'm going to take the Browns to win. Um, Nick Chubb on the COVID list. He, I guess, he is vaccinated, so there's a chance he'll play if he can pass a couple tests. I guess. Dear, dear, Johnson's been good though in the couple games he's had to fill in. <sighs> he had to take away my my. Uh, oh, sorry. Because I was going to say I got three. <laughs> sorry. I, I got three words for you, Duh, Ernest Johnson. He is been awesome. So got him uh, on my fantasy team. Yeah, I'm thinking it's if he. I, I think he has a big game, even if Chubb plays. Um, and and look, Nick Chubb, my 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 Chubb for Chubb is only second for my Chubb for Dalvin Cook, and that's mm. hard to say, pun intended, as a Steelers fan. Um, but I mean, I love Nick Chubb. Uh, that being said, Dernis Johnson's been amazing. Um, so how's, how's this for a question though? Damian Harris, is he playing? I know he has, has the questionable tag right Doesn't now. Matter. Whoever, it, it seems like whoever they, whoever the Patriots got back there is going to just, they're going to effectively run the ball. Yeah. Good point. Um, either way, I'm going to go Browns to win and cover. Love so it. that's two out of three that we have opposite right now. I like it. Got to make for one spicy meatball. Pro- probably shows why we uh, aren't in the gui- guillotine. <laughs> that's anymore. why. That's why we were great in the guillotine because we were able to bounce those things off each other and logic each other out. We I just really got... thought we were going to ride that strategy all the way to the end. Like, Black just... Sunday killed us, man. It yeah. just killed us. So. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Bloody Sunday. I like that better. Bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Isn't it like you two? Oh, I just made that up. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. You, what's you too? 
<laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> YouTube? I don't know. Uh, All right. Next game is uh, Vikings at Chargers. Chargers. Your Minnesota Vikings. Minus three. Yeah, this is it's put up or shut up week for the Vikings. They lose their point differentials three, which we continue to talk about how absurd it is that they have this small point differential, and you just never know if they're going to be able to close out a game. Uh, you know, tied it up against the Ravens and then just blow it in overtime. So they're that it's a must win. I think if they lose this game, uh, you know, as bad as the NFC is, I think they just get farther farther in a hole um, against these other squads. And the Chargers again, the and the AFC West, like they're they're look they're just like the North right now. Everybody's tied for first place. The division's open. Uh, the Chargers have the easiest schedule left of those four teams, and they got to take advantage of it. And they got to beat a three and five team. Um, I'm gonna take the chart. I guess God, I'm taking all the favorite. Well, well, I guess it's the Falcons. I'm gonna take the Chargers. I just don't on the the Vikings traveling out west. I don't. I just don't trust Cousins out there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Chargers and the points. And give the points, sorry. I'm taking the Vikings. I love I'm it. taking the Vikings. Um, To me, both these teams just play super close games, so I'll just take the points. Yeah, um, makes sense. Plus, anytime I get Dal- – again, Dalvin Cook running the ball is just divine to watch, and yeah. I'm going to get we'll prob- the points. We'll, pro- we'll probably uh, push that game since it's only three. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, so, but I, 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 to in my mind, the Vikings should be better, and I feel like the only reason they aren't is because Kirk Cousins tends to just blow it in the clutch. Yes. Um. And but the Chargers. But then he, do but the, then he comes up in the clutch. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the Chargers do the same thing. Like the Chargers have way more talent, and they should not be like middling. But like they shouldn't be beating Philly by three. But like here we are. Agreed. Um. So. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to take the Vikings. Cool. So the last game is Chiefs at Raiders. The Chiefs are favored on the road, minus two and a half. Uh, how do you see that one, Drew? Yeah, uh, again, this is huge game. AFC, like we just, I just mentioned, it's the AFC West. Uh, they're all tied. I'm going to take the Chiefs because I just think the Raiders stink. I'll give the points. I know, I know, I know the Chiefs have not been much better. I just, you know, the Raiders have lost to the Bears, who are horrendous, and they just lost. That was the other game that killed us. Who did they just lose to last week? That's not not a good football team. Oh, they just lost to the Giants, who's not a good football team. So, I'll I'll, I'll take the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Chiefs as well. Um, I just feel like eventually the Chiefs, for all their flaws, here they are in position, and I feel like. It, it, all they got to do is cut down on the turnovers, and even that will make that much of a difference. I feel like they're due for like a four and zero, five and zero kind of winning streak here, and then all of a sudden you'll look up and be like, "Shit, they're nine and four. Like, hmm. how did that happen? They suck. Yeah. Like, but they just know how to win. So I, I feel like if it's not this week, it's going to be one of these weeks where they just go on a streak. So, um. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs to cover. Love it. And there's our five games, big five games of the week. And so um, we've got we've got what three different games? Yeah, yeah, three different games. So I like it. Yep, that's the new segment, the NFL second and short. Love it. Boom. All right, so as we stay with our gimmicks, now we're gonna go to our 
NBA catch and shoot. So, Drew, I had, uh, in true catch or shoot fashion, I had a couple things come to mind that I kind of, I I, I still, I I think I'm finally caught up on all my DVR stuff. Okay. And and if I can get, like, I I have three kids, so if I can get, like, three-fifths of my family healthy, maybe I could start to, like, get dialed back into some NBA and some NHL. Yeah. Um, so I haven't watched a ton. So I, I, I have like two questions for you so far. Uh, hopefully it's uh, one question that I definitely want to brag about Colin, Colin correctly. Well, ahead. it was, it was two, two of my, uh, awards in my, in our pre in our preview, preseason preview. Okay. Number, number one, Mobley for Cleveland. How, awesome. how is, how has he looked? Cause I haven't uh, really been, had a chance to look. It's been amazing. He's hands down the best rookie right now. And what, I, the rookie... what, how's he been playing? Is he like shooting the ball? Is he playing down low? Like, um, I mean, I, I mean, I haven't watched a ton of Cavs games, but I mean, I've, uh, I've been, I have Adam Prim box score worried it. And, oh uh, wait, have you, have you bought, have you broke down and bought the, the league pass yet? I have not. I have not. Okay. I, I, re- I refuse to do it until the Simmons thing is, uh, until, the league who lets Ben Simmons do whatever he wants, or Does, whatever whatever your reasoning is. Yeah, like the the league, <laughs> the league that stepped in because they didn't like that the Sixers were being honest with their fans and were tanking. They sent they gave them a general manager, but like this is okay. What's happening here is okay. As bad as it looks for the league, they don't care about that. But the other thing they cared about, um, he's just been filling the stat sheet. And again, I. I don't know. I, I don't know how he's been doing it, like scoring wise. But like every time I I go to look at the box score, I specifically go to him because I know that was your guy and you were big on him um, coming out of college. And then when we were kind of talking about it in the preview, so I always check him out to see his stats. But he always seems to have like 17, 18 points, ten rebounds. Like he consistently just looks like. Um, He's putting work in and doing really well defensively. He'll get there. I mean, he's playing. He has his moments defensively. Um, you know, they were playing the Lakers last week, and you know, once LeBron got him in some high pick and rolls with Davis, you know, he he got he got a uh, education to the NBA how you need to defend. But yeah. he just he just has looked like he's had such a such a good feel for the game right away that people are going to start asking questions about whether or not the uh, Pistons should have. Uh, drafted him or um Cade Cunningham. I mean he's averaging 15, 15 points a game, eight rebounds, three assists, uh and he's what do you call it? One point three blocks. What's his uh, uh I was trying to get his field goal. Hold on, let me get his field goal percentage because that's even more um more impressive when I look for the uh for the big guys here. He's shooting fifty one percent from the floor, twenty five percent from three, which isn't great, but I don't care. I don't need my big guy shooting that. And the Cavaliers are they're seven and five. Um they just lost wow. Sexton. They just lost Sexton. I don't know how long oh, wow. with a I think it's a it, meniscus, ACL, yeah, it's all the same thing, right? Um <laughs> So he I don't know if connected they, to the elbow. But I don't know that they've uh, ruled him out for the season, but he's definitely going to be out for a period of time here. So, you know, I I don't think you're going to see a huge drop off from them because I think that you know the contributions that Moby's making. Rubio's been playing out of his mind, or maybe it was just because he was playing the Knicks and he was knocking down all those threes. Knicks for clicks. Um, but I think I think they have enough there at the guard spot that they can you know they can survive and uh, and stay stay even keel without Sexton at this point. Gotcha. My other question is my my uh, MVP 
preseason MVP pick prediction, whatever you want to say, was was Seth Curry or Seth? Yeah, <laughs> St- uh, St- Steph. Well, Curry. Seth, Seth, Curry, Seth Curry is probably a higher MVP candidate than him right now, so you might not have been crazy that. with that mix up. But <laughs> Steph just had that fifty piece the other night, so sure did. I, I again, I haven't been watching yet. I, I tried to watch the Warriors a couple times and fell asleep, but. Um, have you watched much of Steph Curry yet? Yeah, I mean, just just how's he, how's he been playing? Just, like he was last year, he's just sensational. Well, the the different well, the difference is this year. Every like Wiggins I, has been doing. I was going to say this I, year the other guys are actually stepping up early in the season. Where so like Steph doesn't even have to go out and shoot you know bad shots to try to score points for them when no one else is scoring. So he's actually getting more 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 fi- more efficient shots up. And you know, being able to draw when now that he's you know he's drawing the defense away without even having the ball in his hands, the the other guys are making him pay. So he's uh we go he's averaging twenty twenty seven uh twenty seven a game. His rebound is six and a half rebounds, uh, which is awesome, and six and a half assists. I think he's had a couple couple of triple doubles. Um, he's shooting the ball from three. He's only shooting at thirty eight percent, which is which is low for him. But you know, I think that'll that'll even out forty three percent from the field. So overall, his field goal percentage is down. But he's been sensational. They're nine and one. I said Wig- two way Wiggins has been playing really well. He had thirty five last night against the Wolves. Jordan Poole just continues to play really good basketball. Dr- the 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 big difference for them too. I think Draymond's playing. He's still passing up open layups and shots, which I, I just, I don't care if it leads to an open three. Like I'd rather you take the two foot jump shot than somebody, you know, somebody shooting a twenty five footer. But he seems at least to be a little bit more aggressive with the basketball and not as passive, which I think was a detriment to them last year. And you know, when they needed him early in the season to be that hole that without having Clay, you know, he wasn't he wasn't either in shape or wasn't willing to do that. And he's doing it this year. So nine and one. I don't want to hear about the you know, everyone's like, oh, they've played an easy schedule. Uh, other te- there's, there's teams that have also there's other teams that have had easy schedules that are you know 500 that aren't aren't winning games are supposed to be winning so awesome um and then after that drew i just open-ended for you like what uh how 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 you feeling? What what do you want to talk about in the NBA? Uh, well, I was hoping you were going to ask what's going on with the Hawk, the Hawks. Five, they've lost five games in a row. Mm. They're sitting at four and eight. Um, which I in our in our uh, NBA preview, I had the topic to the moon or back to earth, where we talked about the Suns and the Hawks, which team was more likely to continue the upward trend and which team would be you know if you had to pick one would be likely to fall down. And I said the Hawks. Um, you know. I, I Trey Young still is getting numbers, but I think that I do think the rule change, which a lot of players have complained about not getting calls now, which is hilarious. I do think the rule change changes their offense a little bit because defenses aren't as tentative when they're guarding him because they're not as worried about picking up these stupid fouls to where people have to overhelp because that's what happened a lot last year. Like the rest of the defense had to overhelp with him because the guy guarding him couldn't couldn't go near him because he would draw, you know, he would just lunge into that guy and draw a foul. If they're not going to call that this year, then everybody else can kind of stay, you know, stay honest to their actual the guys they're guarding 
And those like open, a lot of those open shots and lob passes and, you know, all those things aren't open and it hurts the offense. So I think they've been, you know, I'm not surprised that they're, you know, there's, they've started out four and eight here, but I think a lot of people, you know, thought the Hawks were going to make this big surge this year. Um, and, uh, you know, be a top two, top three team in the East. So it doesn't shock me. Wizards are the one seed in the East right now at eight and three. Good for them. Montrose Harrell is just having an awesome bounce back season. Um, all the guys that the, the guy from the Lakers and Wesley Westbrook are playing pretty well. So that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, COVID, COVID's probably been the big story. Um, a lot of guys are catching it, missing games. Middleton's missing games with it. The Sixers have gotten it the worst. Uh, they've lost. They lost t- Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid now to COVID. So, which is a sh- it's a shame because they they started out the season eight and two, and now they've dropped three games since they've they've lost Joel. Everybody's still in the pack though. Like you know, there's nobody. Golden State's really the only team um, at ten and one. Who's your biggest re- surprise after like three weeks? Um. Probably the Wizards at eight and three. I had them making the playoffs as a as yeah, a play, as a, as a play. I think I had them as like a seven seed. Um, but I mean, start starting out the season this hot, like I'm I'm pretty surprised by them in the Eastern Conference. Um, if I look out west, <sighs> now you sound like me. I'm just I think nobody like there's just nobody. Nobody's really shocked me here. I guess the Clippers being six and four, you know they've won five how games. The, how in about a row. the Pelicans? No, I mean Zion hasn't played. Like they have, they they're, they 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 have two good players, and their best player hasn't played, and he's three hundred pounds. So <laughs> I'm not. I won an eleven. Like I'm not shocked. Um, without uh, Zion. I expect them to be a little more competitive, even without Zion. Zion's not there. That's yeah, they have two good players. And one, yeah. when you take one of them away, what are they going to do? But this is where I laugh when, you know, if these stories are true about Zion, like he's already pissed at the organization and he's asking out. It's like, bro, you're not even there playing. Like, what are you mad about? Like, you're not, you're not, you're not doing, you're not doing your job. Um, yeah, I'll say the Clippers out West because I, I thought they'd, I thought they'd struggle a lot um, early in the season without Kawhi. But they've, again, you know, they've won five in a row and they're, uh, Hashi. Paul George is playing great, but you know, playoff the playoffs are always going to be what will we judge him by? Playoff P. Playoff right. P. Anything else? No, I think that's I think that's really uh really it. We had the hilarious uh you know basketball fight between uh one of the more the Miami Heat Morris Twin and Jokic. Oh yeah. Center, where everybody's like everyone's shitting on Jokic for what he did. It's like well you know you realize Morris uh you know. Gave him a ridiculous, ridiculously hard foul and banged knees with him that could have possibly like torn his ACL because we've seen that before. Like it, it was a seventeen point blowout when he did that. Trying to, send, I guess, trying that to. That was send a seventeen point blowout. Yeah, it was like a seventeen point game, dude. When oh, Moore, I saw when, the replay when, and everything. I yeah, when Morris was... fouled him, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, like that wasn't it wasn't a close game at all. Wow. And uh, and Jokic just wasn't taking shit. I, I the two I actually have become a Jokic fan after. Um, Last year's playoff nonsense. After, yeah. after, yeah, after he, uh, after he wasn't getting any calls as the MVP, MVP of the league, and decided the hard foul campaign, which was awesome, and they tossed him for that. I was cheering him so hard, and uh, and then this, like, dude, like, like if you know, if if that kind of stuff's gonna go on, like, you're not gonna, you gotta show, you gotta show these guys, 
Like, I'm not putting up with that. Like, if you're going to come at me, like, I'm, I'm going to fight you back. I love it. And it's not this fake tough guy stuff like you see these other dudes. Like, Tyler Hero tried to stick up for Morris and was like, hold me back, guys. Hold me back. <laughs> Wait, so. hold me back first? Okay, now hold me back. Yeah. Hold me back. But the best part about the alterca- about the altercation was that, like, the, the Morris brother and Jokic's brother were then, like, talking shit to each other on Twitter, <laughs> which was awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, um... Well, if uh, all right, so wrapping yeah. up that, putting a bow on that. Speaking about putting a bow on things, the NASCAR season wrap up. Vroom, we, vroom. we had our championship, and uh, Kyle Larson, the champion this year with his tenth win at Phoenix. Congratulations to the five team. Um, we we did pick it. He was our only pick of the week, plus one seventy. Uh, so go us. The right guy won. He was amazing this year. Uh, like I said, ten wins. Nobody else was even close. That was that was our fourteenth win of the year. Fourteen out of thirty six races, we we picked the winner. I don't know what we would have netted because, you know, you figure if we're before picking four drivers every week, the driver we picked needed to be plus four or wait, plus three hundred to break even, and or et cetera, et cetera. So, um. I don't know what we would have netted, um, but we did we did pretty good. Uh, I don't know anybody else who had fourteen wins. You're uh, you're using you're using we pretty free and loose there, bro. Yeah, uh, you you, you were did, with you, me. You, you were with you, me in you, spirit. You did pretty. Yeah, <laughs> you did. So, and then again, if you're just listening for the first time, our we it was the NASCAR pit stop all year. I I recapped and then previewed uh, the the week in one minute or less. Which drew apropos of the pit stop, the championship, great race. It, it was back and forth the entire time. Martin Truex Jr., the 19 car, had the best long run car. Long run drew meaning that when it's uh, several green laps in a row with no uh, yellow uh, yellow flags and then restarts, uh, he basically other cars faded and his car got stronger as the green flags went longer and longer. Um, in the short runs, it was Chase Elliott, the nine, who he did not have a Hooters paint scheme. He had a Napa paint scheme. Ooh. And Kyle Larson, um, the five car. So uh, it, it was coming down the stretch, and I think it was Truex in the lead with like 35-ish laps to go, and there was a yellow flag. So... Now, all of a sudden, Kyle Larson, who was in fourth and was fading, they, it, went to, it went to pit, uh, the pit road and the pit crews. And Kyle Larson's team beat all the other teams' uh, pit crews. They got him out of there super fast, and he was able to go from fourth to first on the restart. And, and then he never gave up the lead after that. Because, uh, again, when you're out front and you have, quote-unquote, clean air coming in your engine and makes your car faster, as opposed to the other guys who are then sucking in your exhaust and makes their car slower. Huh. It it was amazing. It, it was electric. The, the pit crew for Kyle Larson was on fire. It was so much fun. I don't remember a championship coming down to the pit crew. Very few have been that close. Uh, what a show for NASCAR. They had to be... For, for as exciting it was, I felt like the announcers were, like, really subdued about it. Mm. Like, it was so cool that it came down to the frickin' pit crew. And they they vaulted their man who 
had the best year of anybody by far from fourth to first. So cool. Congrats, Kyle Larson. You know, he appears to be a generational talent. Um, you know, it, it was great. I don't, I don't know that I thought coming into the year, he had all the stuff about the, the racist word that he used while he was playing a video game. Um, and then here he is, he landed on the top team in NASCAR in the five car and he rode that all the way to the championship. Um, so I'm, I'm sure people are going to bring that up, but, uh, you know, it was Chase Elliott had a good year. Um, a couple other guys had some good years. My my boy Brad Keselowski is changing teams uh, going into next year. Um, Denny Hamlin started out the year on fire and ended up with only a couple wins. He couldn't win for the longest time. Um, my biggest disappointment of the year, oddly enough, well, there was a couple. Matt Benedetto, I can't believe he didn't really win any races. Fan favorite. Um, I don't even know if he has a a car for next year but um bubba uh bubba wallace michael jordan's team drew mm-hmm. with denny hamlin bubba wallace did win one race it was a rain shortened race where he was leading when the when it got rained out and they called it so it wasn't really even necessarily like a true win it's a win but like there was at no point during the season where he showed up and was a top five car and like super competitive, which I don't know. Michael Jordan said that he was showing up to win, to be competitive. So I was pretty disappointed in that team. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they get back to the drawing board, put some more money into it and have a, have a better team coming into next year. Cause I, 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 I was really, and plus they have great sponsors. I was really hoping that they would kind of pop a little bit more. First year of a new team, so maybe that was it. So we'll see what they do next year. Um, I'm interested to see if Kevin Harvick is back. He's an idiot. He's a jerk. I'm sick of him. I know he has a lot of fans out there. Um, But, you know, in in NASCAR, Drew, they call the offseason the silly season because there's going to be news flying left and right. So we'll see. Circuit of the Americas was another, another disappointment. That was that Drew. Remember that was that new track, a road course down in Texas, in Austin, Texas. It was an F1 course that they finally got NASCAR on. It's like a ten-year-old track, and it got rained out. And I think Chase Elliott won it, and it rained out. Uh, it was on and off, blah blah blah. I, I was hoping it was going to be fun, but hmm. it got rained out. So looking forward to that for next year. So um, anyway, that's that's the season recap in NASCAR. Kyle, congrats to Kyle Larson. Congrats to us. 14 wins. So, Love uh, And the NASCAR has a, has a really short offseason, Drew. They start out in, like, February. So I'm going to try and get us tickets to Daytona. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, baby. All right. Now it's time for every, everybody's favorite portion of the pod. Parlay, 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 parlay. All right, man. So... Um, we lost the parlay last week on the friggin' Rams. I hit Canelo. You hit, who was your original, uh, pick? Uh, the Jazz over the Hawks. That's right. Oh, yeah. Our, our first NBA hit of the year. Um, so we hit those two, but then we were like, we got squirrely and we threw the NFL game in there for the third and that did not hit. So, mm-hmm. um, this week, let's see. Um, I, you know what? I remembered 
that Saturday night hockey games, there tend to be a lot of overs, which I totally forgot. So I'm going to take the over in, um, well, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll stick with it. I'm going to take the over in the Penguin-Senators game. I think the Senators are starting their backup goalie. Um, that's a 7 o'clock game on, on Saturday night. So over Penguin-Senators. It's not even posted yet what the over is. I'm sure it'll be 6 or somewhere between 5 and a half and 6. I'm going to say it'll be 6. I'm expecting 7 or more. So, um. What, what do you got, Drew, for the parlay this week? I'm going to take tomorrow night Lakers over Wolves, minus three. Friday night? Friday night. Lakers over the Wolves, minus, minus three. three. They they should beat the Wolves by three. Yeah, the Wolves are in a downward spiral, and uh, even without LeBron, I mean, they should be fine against that team. Oh, why is LeBron out? He's been out for the last week with, like, a uh, – an ab ab something abdominal strain or some nonsense. Too busy tweeting about politics, I guess. Maybe. Um, did you see that he tweeted about that whatever that kid who shot some protester for up in Minnesota? Was it yeah. was it Minnesota or Wisconsin or? I'm not sure. He, uh, I mean, except for except for when uh, what do you call it? Uh, China was going to mess with his money. He's always tweeting about something. So. Other, other, other than that, yeah. Other than, other than, other than that, he's. Uh, yeah, I can't keep track of the things he tweets. Oh my gosh! No, yeah. it was a quiet. It was a quiet week for him when that was going on, though. <laughs> oh man! Oh, Teddy, right. Teddy, friend of the pod, will be coming at me for that comment. Yeah. All right, bro. Let's... He built a school, man. <laughs> uh, all right, let me finish beer one. I know you got your ginger ale. My gingy. Man, since 1904, God, it's one health. It's over a hundred years. Is it? I think Is so. Is it though? I think so. All right. How many percent was this? I, I'm starting to. Oh, this was a hundred percent delicious. I uh, I don't want to admit that I'm that I'm starting to feel tipsy if this was like low percentage. Uh, I don't even see it on here. Whatever. Um, okay. Assume positions. For beer number two, mm. three, two, one. You just you got your ginger ale. I take it. I do. I also have a strawberry banana body armor too. Maybe I'll get Ooh. a little squirrely tonight. Oh man, that'll mix well with with your steroids. Did you put the or whatever the, the heck you got? Yeah. Um. I got. This is the last time I'll have this on the pod. Uh, the Yingling Golden Pilsner. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna rock this for beer two, but. Um. Oh, excuse me. Hey, but I uh, I didn't make a note here, but forgot to mention that I finally beat you in in a poll. I didn't even see that you posted the poll. To be honest with you, it was right before uh, Canelo and Plant, and then I, I retweeted it a couple times. I didn't even see, man. I must have been so out of it from the pain. I didn't even realize. But yeah, congrats. You finally uh, finally beat you without my pundits even getting my my votes because I didn't even, I didn't know the poll was up so. Why would your 
are you telling your pundits? I don't understand. They don't. I'm just saying, like, I, I didn't even get to share. By pundits, do you mean your burner accounts on Twitter? No, I'm saying I didn't even get to share it with, like, I usually, I usually tweet, you know, send, because not, not everybody is all over Twitter, you know what I mean? So. You must have been you, out of it, because I, I, I even, I even, uh told you about it oh i must have been yeah i usually tweet it out to a bunch of people or text it out and say hey guys blake pulls up feel free to go vote and listen to the pod so i didn't even get i didn't even get to do that well 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 i beat you on this one so i don't know what your consequences are yet we we didn't let me know next week i'll I'll have you sing something next week uh, from the couple people i did talk to about it after i saw it posted uh your your uh comedy heavy list uh, put you over the top. Played well, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, lot of, lot of comedy fans out there that listen to the Two Beers podcast. I, I figured that might help, but so again, I went with rewatchability for me. So that was that's what I went with. Um, all right. So I'll have you singing something next week. Take her to the train station. Take her to the train station. Take her to the train station. At the train station. Speaking of which, um, Yellowstone. We we Back. were kick, we were kicking ourselves at, for not re, uh, review or what am I trying to say? Previewing. Previewing it um, last week, but here we are. We first two episodes in um, of season four, and um, man. Wow, what are you? Uh, what are? I'll let you lead the way on this, unless you want me to. But so you just you just finished up, right? I just watched it tonight. Yeah, yeah, you just finished up. Um, well, this will all be spoilers. So if you haven't watched it, don't listen to the, don't don't listen to us the rest of the spoiler alert. Fast, 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 fast forward until uh, we get to the the Rocky uh, review here. You've been um, warned. I uh, I I thought I thought the pace. Of the first episode was great. Um, I thought they did a great job of n- giving enough mystery that you know multiple people were in danger. Um, they they you know they did a perfect job with Casey because I think they're tr- they were trying to get you to think that Casey was dead that whole time. Um, you know it starts out it, it picks it picks the show picks up right where it left off. Um, the Duttons have been attacked. We don't know by who. Um, John Dutton, played by Kevin Costner, is shot on the side of the road while he's helping a you know helping a woman and her son change a flat tire. Um, they attacked Casey at the sheriff's office. Beth is caught in a in, in a friggin' bomb explosion, and uh, the the barns uh, we don't see the barn or the sorry the ranch under attack in the finale, but the ranch is basically under attack as well. So that's where it picks up. Um, It, you know, if I don't know how for how much it goes into um, the future, but Kevin Costner is basically in a coma, uh, wakes up, and then I think they said two months. It was was it two months? Because I was um, wondering the same thing. I was like, how how much time has elapsed? Yeah, from and they, uh, they they allude to two months at some point. Yeah, Rip finds him on the side of the road. They they call in a helicopter to come get him. Uh, Casey gets shot in a. Um, to basically just a gunfight with the uh, with the shooters, and Beth walks out of walks out of a, a an explosion. She's fifteen feet from an explosion in an enclosed office, and walks out. No, no, no real damage done to her. And the best one of the best scenes is 
a guy comes up to her to see if she's all right. He's shaking because he's so terrified about what happened. And she's like steady hand, asks him for a cigarette. She is a bad you-know-what man. Ugh, I love her. Um, why don't you go? Why don't you keep keep taking the story? I'll try Yeah, to um, everything you just said, the, the, the again, the pace was really good um, in, in the first episode. The ending of the first episode was just absolutely wild. How Rip just ends up throwing the the snake at our boy Sawyer. I I, I don't I don't know what his name was in this this thing, but the yeah. guy who played Sawyer and Lost. Um, episode two was was pretty good. I mean, uh, well, hold I, on, I, to just to just to get before we get to two. Oh, okay, sorry. Effectively, he wakes up. Casey's everybody's alive. Um, Beth thinks Jamie did it, which I've I've I still think it's him. I think maybe his biological father set up the hits, and he was maybe he didn't know about it, but I think it still connects to him. Um, it the the company the the company that wants to build the airport, I feel like they're breaking ground on their property, right? Am I following that right? Like they're definitely starting to build this airport, and then the yeah. tri- the tri- the tribe is then going is gonna you know block it like they said they were gonna do. I so. Okay. Right? Is that what you took from that? Oh, are we talking about episode one or two now? Episode one? That was an episode one. No, it was two. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I just watched it tonight, yeah. No, because they, they find the... Uh, oh, all right. In episode two. Oh, I'm sorry. I mixed it and matching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but everybody's still alive. Kevin Cotton... The, the only guy that has real reparable damage is, is Jimmy, who fell off the... Uh, you know the steer, and uh, you know he's he's basically he can barely walk. He wasn't on a steer. He was on a he was on a horse. Was it a horse? Yeah. Is that what he was riding? Yeah. Okay, that's a horse. Um, and the the tri- oh in the first sorry in the first episode the tribe uh, there's a there's a guy at their casino, um, basically bragging that he yes. organized the hit on the Dutton family. So they 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 take him and they take him they take him out. Um, to torture him until they tell him they tell him who 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 he yeah that was wild for, um, and then they're still just trying you know back on the ranch they're still trying to get their um get their house back in order they burned rips they burned rips barn down or like barn house down instead of burning down the main house um not to pick nits and uh, that's kind of where we we left off with the first episode to your point uh rip yeah rip at a, to get yeah you know, basically figuring that Sawyer is involved in this goes out and he's like hey friend this your this yours you leave this up on the ground and he's like no no it's not mine he's like you sure you sure this isn't yours and there's a big rattlesnake in a in a cooler that rip pinpoint throws at his face and uh bites down and kills him i have to say I, I, maybe this is just me but the the snake looked more like a puffer or a, or a moccasin, but they made a rattling sound. So I don't know. That was a little yeah. bit strange to me. Maybe yeah. the Western rattlers are different than what we got here out east. Yeah. Um, picking here's my here. I thought the first episode was great. Here's my <laughs> my only my only complaints about it. One back at the ranch, and even um, <laughs> even with Casey. Why are we killing all these people and not leaving anybody alive to question <laughs> to see what's going on? 
I thought that was kind of ridiculous. Oh. Like they're at they're at the ranch and they're basically like stringing these guys up and hanging them without even without even taking anybody huh? anybody prisoner to be like, uh, let's find out like what's going on with these guys. I thought that was a uh, kind of like <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and I did think it was a little. I, I thought I think it would have been more impactful if somebody would have died out of that whole attack. Um, oh, like out of our good guy group? Anybody, yeah. Like even even if it wasn't the main three, like maybe Jimmy dies, maybe someone dies, like protecting the ranch, maybe Casey's wife dies. Like I just thought, like so, I just I figure this whole season is going to be a revenge thing. Like to me, it's more it's more impactful if somebody actually something bad actually happened to somebody. I mean, obviously they all got shot and you know, you know, horrible experiences, but like nobody died. Um. And I thought it was pretty nuts that Beth like had like <laughs> she had you end up finding out she's got burnt like her back is severely burned and has scar like scar damage but like nothing she basically looked unscathed I'm like she was 15 feet away from a bomb yeah so but it was awesome the episode was awesome and they had a flashback to uh to the to the and uh, we call it started the, oh, yeah, the uh, preview sp- of the, yeah, 18, the 1883 or whatever well they had they had the scene with the with burying the remains that was that I, th- I thought that was part of the episode before he wakes up in the coma oh is that the same i didn't i didn't make that connection that's i think he's i thought he was dreaming that when he woke up who uh kevin costner dreaming what the scene with Tim McGraw, like that was that was a scene oh, in the episode. Oh, that oh, wasn't oh. like a preview during the commercial. They they had they had an actual trailer that was later in the episode during a commercial break. The oh. scene with Tim McGraw where he allows the the Indian tribe to bury the guy's father, like that happened within the episode. So do you think in episode two when they dig that? Yeah, trench, that's that that's that's what they found. That it has guy. to be. Yeah, that's I'm pretty what sure. Made, that, what made you think of that? That that's what it was because it was. Why else would they have that scene? Because that they had that scene in there where they're like, "All right, I'm gonna bur- we're gonna bury this guy on your land." Oh, I mean, it yeah. could have been anything. Um, I I think that it is. Well, because it's a steer too. I, well, now, killed... now that you say it, yeah, I think it's. I think well, because right. and they killed they killed the uh, they killed the steer for food. So I and they found a steer head and a skull. So I just yeah, I'm assuming be... that's what it is. Yeah, I, I like I like it. Good connection. Yeah, I think so. Um, it was it was so awkward and out of sequence the scene with Tim McGraw that I thought maybe like it was a weird preview, but I'm like, oh no, like he must be dreaming that, and then he came out of. The, I'm that's so why. pumped for that. the The preview was so good for that. Yeah, it really was. I I cannot wait. It's like it's gonna be like an actual good western, but like as a yeah. whole series. Yeah. Sam Elliott, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill. Like Faith Hill looks amazing in it. Like. I, I like when they do a good job with the women in 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 those shows of showing them like kind of like modest how they were at the time. Yeah. Because obviously she's an absolute smoke show, and it's got to be hard to make her look more modest just because she's amazing looking. Yeah. Um. And I and I've been following Tim McGraw on Instagram, and I'm like, man, this beard is like overdone for him. But in the sh- it's because of the show. He's in the show, and I'm like, oh, it's like I didn't even put two and two together until I saw him in the show mm. in the preview, and I was like, oh, that's like it makes perfect sense. Um, and he he looks awesome in this show. I'm I I am probably more excited for that show than I am for whatever happens in the rest of the regular show. It's gonna be good. <laughs> um, but I just have 
my my picking it's is just about the series in general. One, there are so many murders that just go just unchecked, uh, yeah, you, and I'm you, like, you, you, this you is still like the United sure. States of America. Yeah. Like, what? This isn't like some third world country where you could just like murder someone and like sweep it under the rug. So so strange. And then uh, um, the only other thing I'll say is too is like the dialogue. It just it just feels like so weighted and so like it feels like every dialogue is just like an a like a manifesto and it's just like like nobody could just be like oh hey how you doing I'm doing okay w- wish it was warmer today they'd be like man cool this morning cool's all we got left in days like this you ain't lying pop I ain't never told a lie in my life. And, like, that's, like, the dialogue is just, like, crazy stuff. It's, like, <laughs> it's just so yeah. over the top. All the dialogue is so over the top. Yeah. Like, um, it's, and it's every scene. It's, like, almost every scene, which is there's there's so many good lines throughout the whole thing that, like, I'm not going to complain. But I could see where that could turn people off and, like, people get exhausted with it. Oh, uh, it's so good. Um and then the second episode, you have a couple storylines. One is the uh, Beth in the first episode at the hospital. Beth meets a meets a meets a, a young kid. He's like fourteen, whose dad's in the hospital. I guess I'm assuming it's a drug overdose. Um, that's yeah. Yeah, he he's, said heroin. He said his yeah. Dad he's basically heroin. brain dead. And uh, somehow she makes a connection with this kid over a cigarette. And he he comes to the he comes to the the ranch and rip. Rip. He's he's basically. They're supposed to. It's supposed to be an interplay between how Rip Rip ended up there, and I guess because she can't have kids, they're gonna raise this kid. Um, so that oh, was that I was. I forgot that she can't have kids. Yeah. Well, that's why she hates Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Oh, yeah, because when he took her to get the abortion, he didn't tell her that they were gonna sterilize her at the yeah. Indian reservation. So, yeah. um, so that's that's an that's an ongoing that's gonna be an ongoing story with those three. Um, the um, I forget the name of the company, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it Lendl Global from uh, the other guys because they do every they have their hands in everything. So let's pretend it's Lendl Global. Okay. Uh, their CEO, this this like older lady, comes and starts yelling at the her lawyer, saying, "How did you mess this stuff up and 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 uh, end up getting us involved in uh, in shootings and broad yeah, daylight shootout, and yeah. shootouts and bombs at three o'clock on a Friday." Um, and she's basically like, yeah, we're gonna, we're we're just gonna, we're just gonna pay people, like we're gonna pay, we're gonna pay the tribe millions upon millions of dollars to make make a world class casino. People are gonna come to, like we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take advantage of everyone's greed here, and that's how we're gonna that's how we're gonna get our way. Yeah, I I, I like that. That was that was pretty cool the way she did that. Yeah, she was good. I can't I can't wait till her and Beth uh, meet and start going at it. That's gonna be fun. Um. Casey, you know, it's a uh, John Dutton still rehabbing. Him and Casey had a uh, they had a good scene where they were talking about whether or not they thought Jamie did it, and uh, Casey was basically like, you know, he he leased out this land to help protect you. He's like, usually, he basically said, usually murder or like murderers don't look for uh, 
you know, don't the look for the appro- their, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, for consent of their of their victims, which I thought was good. A lot of good lines in the uh, yeah. He 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 leased the land to them instead of sold it to them. Which, correct, which, which helped protect the the, the yes. Yellowstone. Yeah. yeah, and help them pay even you know the cash they will get from that to help pay the real estate taxes, which is like the big thing for everybody. These taxes, so that's going on. Kate or Jamie Jamie buys his own little ranch and piece of land. I don't know where he gets the money for this because he's got no money. That's what I was wondering. All, yeah, it's all it's all John Dutton's money. So I don't I don't know who's doing that. Um, something good, something good. I'm trying to think, who I, else? I, well, my favorite line was the like you said the the chairman of the board woman who showed up and she's like, look, these for these people is like everyone who lives in Montana. It's like Montana is just poor people with with a view. Yeah, and I was just like, damn, like that is like so accurate at least in my mind i'm not from montana i don't know but that's what i think of too is like just poor people with a view you take away their view they're gonna fight you because they got nothing else yeah that was like that was like so perfect (laughs) yeah it was really yeah it was really good and uh and then the other my favorite line was there was a scene between beth and her old boss i guess did she did 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 they fire her because um like her play got was starting to get backfire on them, I guess, in the end of the third season. Yeah, I guess something like that, yeah. So she's sitting there, and they're like, oh, well, we want to talk about your severance package, which we'll pay you, but uh, we basically we, we want to make sure you don't, uh, you know, you're pretty, you're, you're all about revenge. We want to make sure that you don't uh, basically blow us up uh, to the media and everything. And she just like is like she's just like emasculate. I love when she emasculates people. She's emasculating this guy that's with I guess the boss, her boss's assistant who's there, throwing her drink at him and all this stuff. Yeah, she and then, threw her, her drink at him. She was like, and the guy's like wiping it off. She's like, just wanted to see if we were able to could, sh- shrivel it anymore. Yeah, um, but it doesn't then, look like it. And then the boss goes to her after she says she she says. Um, I'm gonna burn I'm, you guys. I bur- I burned for you literally, and shows shows you know her scars. And he's like, she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna burn the whole thing, and I'm gonna take your company away. And he goes, he goes, Beth, don't you, you don't want to poke the bear, Beth? And no, Beth no. Just, she he goes he goes, Beth, you know you, you know how this is. You don't want to mess with the bigger bear. Yeah. And then Beth goes, I'm the bigger bear. I am the bigger bear. Oh, so good. She leans uh, over and gets right in his face. She goes, I am the bigger bear. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I love it. Just like when she said, "I'm the tornado." She's she's the best. So you know those I, the two again. Ep- uh, how every line is just like over the top. Yeah. So the two up. Ep- I said the two episodes were really good. Really good sex scene with her too. By the way, roll tide. Um, really good first two episodes. The rest of the season's gonna be them trying to figure out who laid the attack out and how they're gonna get these people. Uh, from they're gonna stop these people from building this airport. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, if you're not watching Yellowstone, get caught up. It's so, it's so much fun. It's good. Yeah, it really I, is. It, it, I, I will say, I, I feel like they can't keep going on this. Like, like, so we're in episode four. I feel like season five has to be the last one. Like, yeah. Oh, and they're getting, they're there's getting too many the, murders. There's yeah. just like, there's just too many murders in modern day society. Like it's a little bit silly. But people like that, so they don't care. They're not going to question it. Um, <laughs> and sorry, the other the other plot line is they're getting into like with what the like the the horse some type of horse business like show horses or, rodeo. I don't know if it's. Ro- I think it's yeah. some kind of rodeo thing. Some aspect know. of the rodeo where they're uh, like Dutton wants to. He wants to basically expand their brand, the brand of the Yellowstone. 
Yeah, I thought it was cool how he was talking about King Ranch, which I don't imagine you know much about that, huh? Is that a real thing, or they did it make? Oh yeah, up? no. Did, did you ever see? Um, you're not in the trucks. Uh, there's an F-150. They have like the King Ranch version of the truck, but the King Ranch, whatever acreage they said, it's like thousands upon thousands of acres down in Texas. Oh no, I didn't realize that. It's it's the biggest singular ranch in the country, oh. and they it's it's a cattle ranch and everything. I mean, it's like a ridiculous amount of cattle they have on this ranch. You got to Google it, man. It's like their ranch is like the size of Rhode Island or something in Texas. Um, it. It, it's 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 it spawns like multiple counties and all this stuff. Yeah, it's insane. Um, but you you can you can buy beef straight from the straight from their ranch and all that stuff. So uh, cool. Yeah, so they're saying like basically they want to be the next King Ranch, like the Yellowstone Ranch. They're like, who knows us outside of this valley? So yeah, it's it's cool. Um, great show. Uh, highly recommend. They just started season four, so get caught up. And, and then, uh, are we gonna talk about it every week? Or are we gonna? Yeah, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the episode every week. Why not? Every week? Okay, cool. Um, so you know, join join the ride with us. But um, and again, it's Kevin Costner as the main character, so it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's tremendous. Um, okay, Drew. So last topic of, of business here. So you went to the movies with your mother because you're a sweetheart, um, and you saw Rocky Four and what they added. Oh, sorry, I had to had to just hear dun, it. Let it run. Dun, dun, dun. Did I ever tell you that that was our like warm up music for uh, high school basketball? You have, yeah, beautiful. Um, so you went and saw it with your mother. They added like forty minutes of cut scenes or something. That may be misleading. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so you know, got my got my media credentials for the two beer podcast to get tickets to this limited event, obviously. Um, and you said there was like they digitally remastered it. Yeah. So, so Stallone during the pandemic, he was shooting a movie that got closed down because of the pandemic, like everything else. And so he was trying to figure out what to do with his time. And so he decided he wanted to recut a movie, and. Um, so he went to MGM with the idea he wanted to recut. He chose Rocky Four because he, he said it's the it was the easiest one to redo because he when he made the movie it's such a 1985 movie with the speed of it, the montages, like the ridiculousness with the lights. He goes, we have so much footage. He, he said, there's so much footage of the movie where we could uh, he could recut it and make it more like an actual movie and not a music an MTV music video. So MGM gave him the money to go do it. So he, uh, he took a bunch of the old stuff and he basically made a new, basically made a new, he calls it a new movie, which it definitely has a much different feel. Um, but I mean, a lot of it's still the same. So I don't know if, you know, I, I don't know what they had from the 40, if it was 40 minutes, but they, they definitely had a bunch of, they had three or four scenes that they added that weren't in the original movie that were good. And a lot of them were moments between him and Apollo that you didn't see and then him and Adrian, which were really good. And they also they, – they, they did a lot of stuff where they 
they showed cuts from different angles um, of the movie where you just got more emotion and expression from the characters, specifically Drago, because everyone laughs that Drago's only got like 40 words in the first movie, and uh, if even that. And uh, he's just like, basically Stallone in the Q&A beforehand was like, he's basically just a pile of flesh in the movie. Like, there's nothing to him. And so they they did a lot more with him that showed that he was really just being used as propaganda by by the country. And like, there's times where like he wants to like there, you can tell he's like annoyed by it, and which builds up to like the end when like he lifts that guy up and goes, "I fight for me, for me." Um, but yeah, he did it. Like the whole, he changed up, he, he changed up the whole, yeah, the whole feel of the movie from a music video to an actual film. So like the the beginning of it is changed like the the way they cut they cut in from rocky three it's expanded so it's a much larger like re look into the third movie um and then how it naturally progresses into the fourth film um the fight scenes are they they have more that's probably where the mo where the the most additional footage came when they added they made them they made the fights more like the that's first cool. two films where like the fights are like longer and there's more, it's not just like power punch after power punch after power punch <laughs> being landed, which was, which I thought was really cool, especially the last fight. Um, and he changed up the music a little bit where um, it wasn't just like, you know, that montage beat, beat, beat music. So that the major, um, the major montages that everybody still loves, like no easy way out hearts on fire and stuff like that. Um, they, they had, they seemed more important when they actually came up in the movie. So it was really cool. They did uh he was in Philly tonight. They did a, I don't know what theater they were in, but he, you know, they did again, they did like a small, like 20 minute, um, interview which they like live streamed onto the uh, I would say, was screen. that a live interview yeah it was live yeah so it was live yeah they they live streamed it was funny because then when it ended i guess the movie whoever had the movie like it was like half it's, it's picked up like halfway through the movie so the guy had to rewind it so it was really funny um wait what? Yeah, it was weird what like i don't like, i i don't know how they if it was on a projector or what they were doing but after the interview ended it cut to like halfway into the movie so like they had to like restart it. It was weird, um, but yeah, it was really because, cool. I, wait, because the so not every I, I'm not whatever I'm not following. I'm just saying. So they did the live stream on the on the big screen for the Stallone interview tonight because okay. they had it. It was in Philly where he was for the premiere, um, and then as they were then transitioning to the movie, I don't I don't know if it was maybe it wasn't on like the uh, like your normal film like strip you know what i mean like whatever you yeah, call that yeah, like the real yeah. because then like it went like that cut off and they, they they turned the lights down even further and then you were halfway like it went halfway into the movie like there was like an error <laughs> they had like a user error where like the first like 20 minutes of the movie got skipped so they had to stop and like go back and like start in every the theater or just you no 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 I, well i don't know i'm assuming it was just ours oh that's, that's where i was confused yeah no no no. i'm sorry i think it was probably just ours because I, I i don't know how they were playing like i don't know what they were using to play it but that's what happened so it was kind of funny um but yeah i really enjoyed it um i thought i think that the it's just it's much more emotional which is what he was talking about um in his interview he was like, it's just more about the characters and the story, which like the other movies are about. And again, it's not like, and he said, he's like, listen, like back in 1985, we had all this footage, but we were like 
quick, quick, quick. We don't want the audience to get bored. Like, you know, we made it like the times. And so they kind of slowed it down. And I really enjoyed it. Like I said, the last uh, spoiler alert, the best probably it's going to be, by the way, you can stream it, I think, on Amazon, Amazon today. Like, I think it's on Prime. I think it's already available to watch now if you want to watch it at home. Um, there was a really cool scene that they – not scene, but after Rocky cuts the Russian um, and they're in the corners, they actually go to Drago's corner and added like 15 seconds of footage that I thought really made the fight all that better. So um, he basically – after he cuts him, like he's basically like freaking out in his corner and he's like, Oh my God. He's like, how's my eye? How's my eye? And he's like, he's not human, which in the other corner, they're basically saying, see, he's not a man or he's not a machine. He's a man. And it's like a good transition to see like how they, how like Drago reacts. Who's this unbeatable, like this, you know, unbeatable opponent. Like after he gets cut, like we talk about unboxing all the time. Like, what are you going to do when you, like, your, your plan doesn't work and yet you, you get backed into a corner. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and then the end, the very end was was a little. They changed some stuff up. That was that was sweet. Nice, cool. So and I'm 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 on record with an unpopular opinion that I I think I don't I think Rocky Four is one of the worst of the of the franchise. Rocky yeah, from Four. A, from a movie, we talk about this. From a movie perspective, oh, I didn't know that. No, like from a movie perspective, I like I rank it behind like one, two, and three, um, and then the Creeds because I'm like it's not it's not a movie. It's basically a music video. <laughs> I was really? like, it's that. I was like, I get why everyone loves it because it's so quick, it's easy to watch, and the whole story. But like, from a if you're actually looking at it as a, as a film, it's like it's it's just a it's forty minutes of montage. Just the movie's only an hour and twenty minutes long. Um, so I think this this recut uh, changed all that stuff. He did take the robot out, so the robot's not there anymore. Oh yeah, robot's gone. Oh man. Um, my only my only my only criticism of it. Was that he took out? It's my favorite part of the movie, which is only like ten, like uh, not even ten. It's like two seconds when he's training in Russia and the um he's in the last training scene with hearts on fire. At one point, right when the the music's about to upward inflect, he's you see the picture he's got of Drago on the mirror, and you just see him pull it down off there, and you just see his face like he's ready. And they didn't show that. I don't know why, but they took that little piece out and added like different training stuff. Hmm. But pretty overall, uh, 15 out of 15 two brew rating. Nice, love it. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was really. It was really fun. Really enjoyable. It was my first. Like I said, really one of my first. Actually, like you know, of of the four of the of the original five. Five I saw in the movies when I was five years old, but I'd never seen any of the other four in there. So it was cool seeing it on the big screen. Nice. Look at you realizing lifelong dreams. Yeah, man. I'm going to start paying attention to when these movies put uh, – some of the movie theaters, they put old movies out there. You can see if they uh, replay Rocky at all. Nice. All right, man. Well, um, that's good stuff. Thanks for checking in on that. Um, good to hear. Um, how was your mom? Good. Yeah, she enjoyed it. She enjoyed it? Good. Good yeah, for she her. Yeah, she was a big fan as well. So. Good. All right. Well, um, Drew uh, – Good job this week. And next week, Sean Porter versus Bud Crawford. I cannot wait. Get ready. Going to be so much fun. All right, buddy. Uh, On that note, as per usual, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. 
You got an open count, toss it out Everybody's cold right now Stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talking about anything that makes you get loud